With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, welcome to Toffee TV. It is club call time. This is your opportunity to give us a call. Yeah. The season is merely days away. Merely is days. It not hours. Well, if you want, I mean, how many, how many hours, hours is, is it? How many hours is it? Oh, did you get someone in your ear then? Yeah, it was me. I was, right. I was, I was in your ears. Um, how many hours is it? Don't till, know. Till the season starts. Uh, what day is it today? Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Seventy-two hours less. Two. Okay. Seventy hours. Seventy hours. There you go. Wow. Tick tock, tick tock. And Everton will probably still be playing at ten past five on Saturday. Well, that's true. With these new bloody forty-five rules. minutes Ooh. added time. Ooh. So if you want to give us a call, the link is in. Toffee t- at the top of Toffee TV Premier. Oh my God. Ned is looks like he's going to cream himself he simply because he's got a new toy to play he with. Does. He's got a new toy. No, what? He walked in and he was like, I brought in the lens, the new lens, and he was like, I, I, I gave it to him. I was like, no, it's not yours. Why do you think everything's Why yours? Why do you think it was addressed to Ped? Hello? No, I just said, let me be you, the first one. You said, one I want to be the first please. one to put it on the camera. I quite clearly anyway, really appreciate anyway, it. Anyway, that's this month's bonus then. We allowed you to put the lens on, yeah. on the body. You need to tell me what body you want now. We'll sort it out. We'll yeah. sort it out. Um, how are we feeling, John? Saturday. I feel personally that the first caller will be from the United States because yeah, they always are. And then everyone the, else moans that they get on. That they get on because they're the only people who ring up. It's like ringing 606 and complaining you're always in the queue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there you go. Um, how do I feel? About Saturday. I'm About always optimistic, you know that. Season. I'm always optimistic. No, but you can't be. F- I don't want you to be like. Tell me you're optimistic. I'm not blindly optimistic. No, no, but then tell me tell me how you're feeling. Why are you optimistic? That's... I, I, it, My preview period hasn't kicked in yet, yeah. right? So my preview period generally, for me, kicks in when I set off for the match. Yeah. And, and the end of the preview period is when the team come, is announced. Mm. Uh, prior to then, I won't worry. I'll be interested. Is it tomorrow, the presser, or is it Friday? It's tomorrow, yeah. Okay. Tomorrow. So if, if Sean's still on a downer, that Dan Juma and... And DCL. Ned. Ned. Oh, sorry. He's hit. Get a grip, lad. Yeah. Like literally playing another video in our ear. Another show. Yeah. Um, yeah. If he if he downplays DCL and Jan- Dan Juma, I'm all right if he's neutral and he's not either way. But mm. if he says they're not playing, then I'll get a bit fed up then. Um, and thinking, are we going to score goals? Really? Mm. Um, but um, I, I hope. I'll ask you actually, part of me thinks both of them will start. Um which part are you? The emotional bit. 
the intellectual bit. Not has, a right elbow. The intellectual bit has to assume the manager doesn't tell lies. Yeah. Um, um, but and you know he never qualified what he said the other day. But you never know. Let's wait and see. Did he? He, he literally said no. We won't. Yeah. Um... Um, so it'd be a surprise to to many, I suppose. But I don't know why. I just think they might be pulling a bit of a a fast one there. Yeah. He, he always plays stuff down dice, yeah. always. I mean, in the same in the same conversation he had, he said that uh, there was nothing imminent. In. Yeah, so he, he, I'm not saying he makes things up, but he, he doesn't, um, you know, he doesn't always give the full truth. And he'll play cards close to his chest because that's his advantage, his isn't it? That's his advantage as a manager. Yeah. Don't tell the world what plays you've got available, especially if they have not played maybe he's fed up with the leaks and he's just not going to tell anyone anything can't have a leak if you're the only person who knows yeah <laughs> he'd have to do all the kits and everything though wouldn't he hang yeah. them all up keep well all i think the quiet. sporting leaks are the ones that are annoying yeah mm. you know i mean yeah well yeah that's right yeah i think you know listen i i can imagine i think either dom or dan juma will start yeah if not both of them because i just can't see him going to the first game at home without someone down the middle that he wants. Yeah. Because I just I just don't think he wants Mopai as in because Mopai just doesn't give him the options that those other two That's players right. That's right. give him. You know, if you, if you think about DCL, he, he did his 45 minutes, he scored a goal, and, and I think I said this the other day when we were talking, to me it would have been, he could have just been neutral. Let the opposition think DCL's played the last pre-season friendly. Mm. He did 45 minutes, which makes sense because he's, he's a bit late in pre-season. Uh, he scored, albeit it was a penalty, yeah. but the headlines are remembered, aren't they? Yeah. So they'd have to plan for him. And they might plan on the, even if he starts, he won't last. Yeah. yeah? He may maximum of an hour sort of thing. Um, but if he thinks he's going to get any minutes out of DCL, say 45, should be the first 45. No Do you think? Yeah. See, I, w I wouldn't. I'd play him. I'd, I don't think a real 45. I think a pre-season 45 is not like a proper Premier League 45. But I'd always err on the side of bringing a player off the bench because I just think as a game goes on and it starts opening up a little bit, I think that's where it can help players like Dominic Carvalhoon. Well, I'm sure it can. But, but I also think part of the game, particularly over the last couple of years for Everton, has been um, how much the fans can help drag players through. Mm. Yeah. And I, there isn't a blue out there unless they've already pre-positioned themselves for believing the manager in the mm. sense that he's definitely not going to start, aren't going to be disappointed when the team comes out. No. And particularly disappointed if neither Dan Juma nor he start. Yeah. And then the only way you could make that worse would be neither of them are starting and Michael Keane starting, <laughs> which is the Tarkovsky No, thing. I agree with that. So, so, And then there's a general down there, but let's just his name being called when the... When the players are on the field, would just lift the place. That's emotion, though, isn't it? It is. And I think the manager's got to be above emotion. I totally agree. It's emotion, but it's all motivation as well. Oh which yeah, is not necessarily you know totally emotional. And and if, if the player is physically fit, if he's had no reaction mm. to you know last Saturday's game, and we've not heard there's been a behind closed doors, have we? Therefore, one assumes unless it's happening right now, there isn't going to be one because they're not going to do one sort of like forty eight hours out. Um, then when is he ready? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a. I, I understand what you. And your answer to when is he ready is give him half an hour. I suppose. Or, well, no, no. What I was going to actually say is it's it's 
when he's ready is when he's completed that program program it and it says at the end no like if you're doing like a marathon or something and you, yeah, yeah. you stick to a you stick to a training program do. they're obviously going to be very very careful with them because they know they have do you want to a clue go on right he isn't starting because he hasn't completed the program yeah but he has played in a pre-season friendly mm. yeah albeit for 45 minutes there are no more pre-season friendlies unless they're happening now mm. so the program can't be completed if it was supposed to be game time that's not premier league no no but you also can't that's where you'd have to say well what we you can't you'd have to the physios and everything knowing the difference between a a pre-season game and a premier league game no, i know would, well, i think have, we all know the difference yeah well no we don't though not in terms of biometrics we don't no we don't but we we, we know we know that they're not as competitive that you're not putting your body under as much stress and all that i get all that yeah. But they're finished now. No, no, but that's what I'm saying. He's going to play a Premier League one. That's what I'm saying. You've got to make the equivalent distinction, haven't you? So if, if 45 minutes in a pre-season game might might be the equivalent of 25 minutes in a Premier League game. No, I understand so, that as well. So it'll be interesting. Although I don't think the science is that clever. I don't know, you know. It's, because, I mean, it's pretty clever now. You know, if nobody clattered into him in 45 minutes, you know, of, uh, of a pre-season friendly and some big uh, excitable lump oh yeah to half clatters him in the first 30 seconds it doesn't really matter whether it was 30 seconds in minute one or 30 seconds in minute 77 no it doesn't but it's still gonna have the same you reaction. don't take that into consideration do yeah, you being clattered into that's just part of the I game do, i just think my concern would be rightly or wrongly would be they still don't know what the problem is in the sense of surety about yeah, yeah. what they're doing is is putting it behind yeah. them and therefore the only benefit you get from not playing him is he doesn't get injured, but he's not playing either. I think though there's got to be a distinction, isn't there, between him getting injured, like you just said, by being clattered by, by whatever that, but making sure that he doesn't get injured by whatever, um, fatigue they think, yeah, whatever. So you know, we've not heard anything, right? No, no. So, and has he been on the training field? Well, there's been no pictures of them this week because there's been no pictures of them. So oh. we'll know tomorrow, won't we? We'll Baz know. Tom- shouting. We'll know tomorrow. Has he we? been training? Oh, there you go. So if he's been training, then the reaction if he's had one is pretty normal. Oh, Alex is waiting for us. So I'll shut up. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, go on. Finish your point. I was just going to say, I, I, I'm just being Asian provocateur and saying he needs to be on the Premier League pitch. And all we're going to debate, I suppose, is when, yeah. i.e., at the start or sometime. What happens if he just doesn't appear on the bench at all? Then he's not ready, is he? That's what I mean. But how do you get ready? It's crazy. Well, you've yeah. I mean, well, that's the program, isn't it? He wasn't Why ready we... for pre-season if he's not pre- ready. For... No. Yeah, yeah, Alex. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll Alex. Wait. Yeah, Ned. Thanks, thanks, Ned. Bet your Alex is in North America. Go on. Where's Alex? Alex, are you there? Hello, guys. Can you hear me? Okay? Yes. Not. Where are you, Alex? I am in London. One nil to England. Where are the Americans? Come on. So um, well done, Alex. Yeah. So I was walking to work today outside Liverpool Street, and I saw Farhad Mashiri. Oh, ah. did you doorstep him then? Did you follow him? You know, the, the only other time I ever saw anyone Everton-based in London was uh, Carlo after we beat Watford three-two. Ah, brilliant! Okay. And I was walking into work, and I said, "Hey, Carlo," and he just gave me that wink that you see him do on the TV. I was like, "Yeah, that was <laughs> that was amazing." Farhad, I wasn't too sure about today. I thought, geez, you know, 
how do you approach someone like that when you when you've been yeah. so angry at how we've been run for the last few years? So I thought I'd give him some space. All right. But um, I, I would suggest but, if you if you ever approach him, you approach him with a smile because his <laughs> mind might uh, yeah. misinterpret your yeah, intentions. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I ended up in a headlock. Um, <laughs> or, or, no, that's a bad. That's a bad uh, example. No, that was perfect. <laughs> that was a perfect <laughs> example. <laughs> Do you know what? It, the, the reason for the call was a, a couple of things. One was it. Seeing him there today, it got me realising that, and the team we're about to try and put out with strength and pace, it's like, we've just done, we spent a lot of, and wasted a lot of money to try and effectively recreate what we did under Moyes. Yeah. You know, lots of physical, hardworking, compact, you know, a team that w won't lose by a lot, like we did under Martinez. Mm. And it's like, geez, we've got, we've almost spent 10 years trying to recreate a Moyes team. Yeah. And and at the time, I think I remember feeling like, oh, do you know, it'd be great if we were a little bit more progressive and, you know, how a lot of the teams back then were trying, you know, trying to play with Pep coming in. Mm. And there's a part of me now that thinks, do you know what, I quite I kind of miss that honesty and, you know, that, that tenacious way that we used to play where we were always in games. We didn't have to win 4-5-0. Mm. That season where we came fourth, how many 1-0s did we get that season? Yeah. And, I, and I kind of feel going into the season maybe there are three terrible teams there that, and we should kind of feel a bit more confident that we could do okay. Mm -hmm. mm. What I would say is, I, I, when you said going back 10 years, I wouldn't say going back 10 years. I think I, you were right when you said about when we got fourth place, going back actually 20 or 20, 19, that 20 years. Of gold, because I think, I think Moise's team actually did evolve, didn't it? It evolved from being a team that was solid and 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 Nick and one nils sprinkled it with Arteta's yeah. Tim Kale headers, and then yeah, and then it grew and it grew with the likes of Arteta and it grew with the likes of Pinar and it grew into a team yeah. towards the end with Morales that did have something about it, and then obviously Martinez changed it again, and for that first season almost had the the, the right balance of of uh, of both parts of 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 it, and then. Then when we went over that line the next season and he started going full Martinez, that's when the downfall started to begin, when he tried to yeah. get us too much going the other way. So I think we're back to the origins of when Moyes first came in and, and it just being a, a team that is trying to get away from the relegation zone. And all you can hope for is it gets those roots in place and then it it evolves in the same way because that's the only way you can actually get up the table. You know, There's no teams in the top half that are, uh, you know, teams that are you know kick and rush and and just getting people's faces that you have to have that little bit of you have to have good players don't you you have to be able to score goals to have you, some finesse yeah yeah you have to have a touch of finesse about you so so you're right this is it's it's like yeah it's it's going back to the very start of what i imagine a lot of people out there will have witnessed but you also have to have the basics mm. around discipline about you know how you know setting up correctly and those sorts of things and they're on the manager, aren't they, really? Mm. Yeah, um, and absolutely. Yeah, and they become on the players when the players don't do what the manager says. Yeah. So so the start of that, is, as, as you say, Alex, is being difficult to beat. Mm. You know, and, and, and in many respects, our defensive, and it could have been a lot better last season, you know, the mm. defensive yeah. outcome, but it still would have had us mid-table if it was goals conceded, decided what happened to you, mm. yeah? Mm. Um, and it's not actually, it's goals scored that, Decides yeah, what happens absolutely. to you. So, which is why Wolves about, have got some problems. Yeah. Go on, Alex, Alex Wavy. Yeah. Like yeah. I looked at I looked at players that have coming to the end of their contracts, and like you've got Decore, he will be what thirty one when his contract comes up. Mm. But 
but Awobi looks like that one where you look at it, you know, you've got Gabamin, you've got Gomez, you've got those sort of players that are going to come to a natural end. But Awobi's the one that stands out. And I'm like, I look at him and I saw him play on the left. He plays in the centre, he plays on the right, he can play right wing back. He looks like that player that's got a lot of versatility, but his numbers never really stack up much. And you think, well, how, how, do, you, how do you boys feel about the potential of him leaving in this window? When when he's you know he's only got a, a year left on his contract. Well, I mean, Damari Gray still looks like he's going to leave the club, obviously, and that will probably happen after this weekend if it's you know because it obviously it's Fulham, um, so that you have to replace him, and we need someone already on the right hand side. So you let a Wobi go as well. I mean, you're right. What you say is he's a very he just is such a diverse, uh, divisive, divisive character, isn't he? Because yeah. he just people look at his numbers and go, "Oh, he's a, he does all this and does that." And then you go to the game and you go, "I didn't actually see him do anything." Or, yeah, he slows the game down when you are, you know, in in the flow. There's an opportunity to get someone to get someone up the pitch, and he got cuts inside. And then he might make a nice pass to the left hand side, and it might be great for the stats. But he's just allowed the opposition team to get back. So he is. I, I imagine what will happen is he'll stay at Everton, and then Everton will try maybe convince him during the season to sign a new contract, probably like a three-year deal, and then it'll be whether he wants it or not. And that—that's that... a really interesting observation because I don't see that. Okay, go on, John. I just don't see it. I mean, I, I think I think it's a, the reason it's a good question. I think is because if and clearly, you know, we've got viewers who who are big. Alex fans really, and they tend to be the statistically orientated people who can see, mm. you know, created so many chances, had so many assists, those things, right? But if we step away from it and forget about the individual and determine what do we expect to get out of that type of player, mm. and you know, and therefore what what is their metric for a good season? It includes goals, and he doesn't score any. Mm. Okay, mm. so so when they sat down in their meeting room or whatever they did it and lay out the strategy for every single player for the remaining period of their contract, notwithstanding we are where we are on cash or, or FFP compliance or whatever it might be. At best for me, he would have been on, you know, in the box that is um, not proven. Mm. In other words, he hasn't done enough to be assured of a new contract, but he does contribute in a way that means you don't want to just get him out the door as fast as you can, right? He's somewhere in between. Um, if that's what you mean, Ped, that he has a better season, he adds goals to all the other stats which make him look good, then yes, perhaps he would earn a new contract. I actually think he thinks he's worthy of a lot more than we're likely to offer him. Clearly. And therefore, yeah. his plan perhaps is to leave on a free. Yeah. Mm. And if his plan is to leave on a free and he can't leave on a free because no one wants him at the sort of money that he wants then we just need to make sure if we do give him an extended contract, it's a, it's a one or two plus one rather than a three-year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because the days of ending up with guys you can't get rid of, surely, surely, are in the past. And and sometimes you are going to make what seems like the right decision at the right time, and then something happens and it turns out not to be the case. You know, So you do end up with a player, you just can't move. But to me, I, I would just ask you, Alex, the question, if you found out tomorrow... Not, that we were getting in an appropriately skilled, uh, forget 
um, experience for now because I know the manager likes experience, but an appropriately skilled right-sided midfield player with a little bit of pace and we'd sold Alex Awobi, would you still sleep at night? Do you know what? I, I think of it, I feel that this season is going to be an interesting one with the teams that got promoted with Luton and Sheffield United. And I think you've also got another third team in there that could have a tough year. And so if we're solid, I think this is a year where you could gamble and say, we could, yeah, we, we could look at an Alex Awaby. I remember the Peterborough chairman said on TalkSport, when a player gets into the last year of their, uh, of their contract, they're automatically on the transfer list. Because mm. we can't allow players just to leave for nothing. Well, well, and, and, yeah. and so, I, so I look at it and say, well, in this situation, I'd be saying he is actually on the transfer list. He's available for sale. And, um, you know, if we get to the window and he hasn't agreed, no, because I just feel, I, I see some of these players that play for a contract. You know, you'll see three months now between now and January where Alex Wavy plays out of his skin, gets himself a new three-year contract and just disappears again. And it's we've seen this so many times that I think, well, it should be like, here's a contract. It's a new two-year deal with an option for a third year. You're not going to get a 30% increase on your salary because you haven't earned a 30% increase on your salary in the th- previous four years you've been here, whatever it is it was. Mm. And and you either sign it or we sell you to Crystal Palace or someone else or a Brentford. And that's just the name of the game. And we trust that, although we haven't got depth in the squad, that we could get 15 million for you and we can reinvest that somewhere. And between James Garner and other players in the team, there's enough rotation there that we can survive. I, I think at least that way we don't we don't do what we've always done, which is keeps getting us in trouble. I think they're wise words, and and they're the sort of of words you would hear when people are talking with common sense without any pressure on them, mm. right? Um, and and that might very well have been what our recruitment team were doing at the beginning of June, you know, thinking. Mm you know, keep, sell, you know, that sort of debate, which must happen, particularly, as you say, proximity to end of contract and, and, and proximity to certain ages, you know. Remember Arsene Wenger, no one gets a contract more than a year of the 30, you know, and I, don't care, and I don't care who they are. Mm. Now, once you establish that, no one argues with you because yeah. they know what the rule is. But I'm Charlie Adams. I don't care. You're, you're 32. You can have another year and I'll keep playing you because you're doing well, but we're not going to hock the future, Yeah. Um, yeah. and, it, and it's being bold then about being decisive in your decision making and then mm-hmm. standing by those decisions because you made them for the right reason. Yeah, yeah. And you're right to say he's sort of on a transfer list because if someone comes along and offers money for him. But that's any player at any stage of their contract. If the value that the, the, the buying club put on your player is greater than your value, then you sell them. I and mean, it's not, you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course... The malaise we've got ourselves into is lots of Everton fans, me included, might say, yeah, let him go if we can get somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and there's always that fear, and this is where the people compromise themselves in decision-making, that if you let him go, particularly if you'd let him go at the start of the window because that's what was the right thing to do, and then you don't replace him, you know, you, you're a bit like the players who've already naturally left, be it Mina or whomever, and you think we're now making life difficult for ourselves. In other words, the easiest decision for ineffective administrators might very well be to let players run their contract down because then the decision is made by somebody else. You know, and it, it, it's interesting. But, but you've to got say, to break the cycle, John, haven't you? Because I'm, I'm with you, my friend. Brighton, 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 absolutely. Getting these players in, like they've just announced someone else coming in 
that'll be the natural replacement for Matomo in a yeah. year's time when he goes on. It, it kind of feels like this is the season where we just maybe maybe it is too much of a risk considering how close we were to the drop. But if you look at the teams that went down, Leeds, Leicester, I think that the teams that have come up and replaced them are not as good. And I just look at it and think this is the season where we need to break the cycle and go, do you know what, Alex, if you're in a year of your contract, you either sign your contract or you're transfer listed. And, and, we, and if we get an offer that exceeds what you amortised on, we're going to end up taking it. And you know what, if that means we have to be clever on the loan market and, and go squeaky bum time, or we need to take a punt on a couple of championship players that, that will, will get game time in the Prem and they might be unproven and they might frustrate the fans for a season while they bed in, that's, that's, we have to break the cycle because other teams are doing it. You know, People talk about Brighton like they're there. Southampton were doing it years ago. Mm. There's other, there other teams that we were doing it. You know, mm. how many how many players did we get in? Jody and Lescott, you know, Fellaini, players that we moved on. We were brilliant at it. Um, and I, I just think we need to break the cycle. And I, 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 away, you just need yeah, to say, I wholeheartedly agree. And what you've just said is you've just talked about another football club doing something. You didn't name the player. I've no idea who you're talking about, but I can tell you right now that player is probably technically quite good relatively young and has some pace hmm. because Correct. if, you, if yeah. you don't if you don't have them they don't bring you on yeah. board yeah we're not, we're I, not... I, I, coming coming back to the original point sorry just to, uh, go on mate. Was, it, the, the other thing i've always been frustrated by is all these managers churns we've had you know you've got martinez then you've got silva then you've got carlo benitez allardyce and you're like how can you ever create a team around such differing styles of football it, you can't there's no consistency over that and all this stuff that came out with brands about players he wanted and play and managers he didn't want, etc. I, I kind of look at it and think, look, if this is the way we're going to play under Dyche and, he, and, and he's got the contract to do it, then if it's a 4-4-1-1 or it's a 4-3-3 or whatever it is we end up doing, that has to be the, the motion we move in for the longer term. Mm. And, and I kind of feel that's whether we like it or not, that's kind of the identity of who we are as a team. Um, you know, hard-working, compact. That we're never going to give anyone an easy game, whether it's a good or a new ground. And at least that way, to your point, John, you can now say, do you know what? This is the dynamic of Idrissa Gay. He's got a year left before his legs go. This is the dynamic of the player that's going to replace him. We're not Absolutely. going to go to three at the back. We're not going to go to five at the back. We're going to have an anchor player that's going to be that anchor player for the next five years. And so we can scout knowing the attributes that Idris Segei is going to have and how we're going to replace that player to a degree like for like. And it has to be structured. And if that means we don't, we're not that as attractive on the eye anymore and we're not trying to be as Hollywood as we were, so be it. But at least that means we can scout really like for like players that and, and plan for the future in a way that mm. I don't think we've been able to do so consistently for 10 years maybe. No, I think you listen. I think you're absolutely right. Um, my thing with Awobi is uh, I've never been his biggest fan. Is is the fact that do we want another player walking out the door for nothing? That's mm. the decision they've got to make, yeah. isn't it? That's that's all it is. It's that it's are are you prepared to let someone walk out the door again? Maybe he'll be the last one. Maybe he's the last one of that whole bunch that will, generation that, almost. That, yeah, yeah, that will walk out for nothing. And Everton are prepared to you know clear the deck to clear yeah. it. And as you said, start afresh like they look like they're doing with some like Schmitty coming in, going after Tor. Yeah. This summer as well, and going after those younger players that you know you can build up over a year. That you're, you're absolutely right. There has to be a crossover. There has to be a line in the sand where you say that we're starting again. And it and you're right. You know, there's a there's a lot of people touting us with with going down. But when you look at look, I mean, I, I'd I'd rather be us than Wolves. 
I know that. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. I'd yeah. rather I'd rather be Ulster Wolves. Luton and Sheffield United are going to have a are going to be in for a very tough season, mm. and no one knows what Burnley are going to be like. Nobody knows what they're going to be have like. You've been looking at what the Nationals because all the journalists do their predictions, don't you? Don't they rather? Yeah. And t- I've I've not seen all of them because not all of them are out yet. But yeah. the majority of them that I've seen so far, it's just whether two or three of the promoted teams go yeah. down because, like you just said, they're not quite sure whether Burnley can roll into the Premier League yeah. and look as good as exactly. they did in the Championship. Yeah, yeah. But the other two, pretty much every in you know journalist professional thinks mm. two of the the other yeah. two are going down. Yeah, you're right, my friend. You're Alex, right. thanks yeah. for your call, mate. Really good one. Keep that. stalking yeah. far out. Yeah, keep stalking far out. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, mate. See you later. Photographs next time. Yeah. <laughs> I think he did. I think he sent us one before. I did. I did. Yeah, yeah. I sent it to you. Yeah. He sent oh, us one before. Yeah. Nice one, Alex. See you later. Ta-da, Ned mate. should have had it up on screen while Alex was here. He's yeah. Accused of, of following him round. Um, <laughs> Luton, of course, have just brought in Ross, Ross Barkley this afternoon. Ross Barkley's Luton. They're called now. Uh, yeah. Fair play. That's good for him, and I think it's good why for them. they're like that. Why'd you sign for Luton? Because they were the only ones. Because last week I was running around on the mystery and Wavertree. Yeah, yeah. So fair Because I want to be a big fish in a small yeah, pond. Fair play, yeah. son. Good opportunity. Orange suits me. Yeah, it does suit him. He it looks does. really fresh and uh, yeah. fit on his uh, uh, reveal mm-hmm. video, doesn't mm-hmm. he? He really does. Good luck to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, yeah. Except against us. Yeah, yeah. Well, not no. In fact, no. No good luck to him. I hope he has a terrible season. I'm looting have a terrible what he season. Did. No, just okay. because. Just because I don't want uh, there anyone any, to do anything. Anyone well. to do anything That's not in well. A blue shirt. Yeah, exactly. Um, I shouldn't like, like anybody. Uh, yeah, you can give us a call as well if you are on top of TV Premier. The links at the top. Just click on it. Get get on. Give us a call. Like Alex did. He was a fantastic. I've got to know where John's from. Have we got John? No, no, uh, it's not John. There's it's lots John of us about, you know. I think it's John. Blaine. Hello. I think, it, I think it's John from St. Louis. Hi, John. Is it John from St. Louis? Hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Hello. Oh, uh, finally, an American. Welcome. Yeah. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Yeah, okay. yeah. Not We're good. Fun. How good, about you? Good. I'm doing good. Well, uh, we uh, regular weather update here. It cooled off. We got some nice rain. Got some English weather. So it's green and cool. And what sort of temperature are you looking at? Uh, it's like 80 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, cool. Yeah. Bit warmer yeah. than here, then. Yeah, we're in. Yeah, but but compared mid twenties, aren't we? Yeah. Oh, indeed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was last time. Yeah. So, uh, apologize if this has already been discussed because I'm I I got in late and didn't get a chance to watch the uh, daily extra this morning yet. But all right. um, don't worry about it. Thoughts on with McNeil being out, uh, a change in formation. Um, so, this is I'm going to get yelled at for this, but mm-hmm. we've we've talked about how Mope is not a lone striker he's not a center forward mm. is there a world in which we play him and dom together and play mope off him as a second striker mm. and then maybe i'm thinking maybe move ashley young up a little further uh into more of a midfield role go with Nikolenko, or i don't know i'm just sort of thinking about a change mm. in formation or tactics with mcneil being out because he's a big part of yeah. like, what dice wants to do so thoughts on that i think that could happen but what it would mean would be um, James Garner would play on the right of midfield and you would have a very compact midfield because I just don't think we can play with two in midfield. I just don't think we can do it. I think we've shown on multiple occasions how, how you know, Decore doesn't really fit into a two as such. So I think if you've got James Garner on the right-hand side and we become a very compact midfield, Ashley Young might start at left midfield, but... Um, after watching Mikhailenko last week, he didn't look anywhere near ready. No, he doesn't the lad near. skipped inside yeah. him every time we had the ball. He let him come inside every time, and he nearly scored off one of them. 
So for me, it would have to be with James Garner, and Mope would have to do a hell of a lot of work. If Dan Juma's fit, though, if Dan Juma can play on that left-hand side... Well, that's the other option, right? If yeah. Dom's fit and Dan Down can play up front, but it's all ifs, buts, and maybes till we, fi- till we find out tomorrow. But I don't think do, he'd do be... We, a... Do we think Dom isn't fit, though? Because, I mean, he played, obviously played... I don't think it's... I don't think it's fit. I think it's, like the manager said, it's been f- fit enough to play in the Premier League. Call 90, it match, 90, should we 90, call it 90, match fit? Well, he says, 90 minutes, yeah, 90 minutes he says fit fit. Yeah, yeah. But, but he should just say match fit. Match fit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, so he's physically fit, John, but not necessarily ready to start a game. Yeah. Huh, okay. So, yeah, because I've seen that and I was like, well, what did I miss? Because, you know, obviously <laughs> he played. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. It's, it's really interesting because we've got well, what about? But your basic question, him? but your basic question yeah. was playing Mope off a proper number nine, and that's yeah. probably yeah, which is which is his natural role, right? Yeah, yeah. that would be him in, in in his natural position, and, and but he would still have to do what Ped says: work hard and 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 look like he's actually going to close people down, just rather than getting five yards away and ten and the afterburners off, yeah. you know. Um, well, and, and thinking about like, I mean, obviously, I don't think he's a long term fit for us, but if he goes out and does fairly well, that might increase our asking price we might be able to, to offload into a european team for more oh well the window's open if he can look good and perhaps knock a goal in that would help mm-hmm. tremendously yeah absolutely right. yeah okay as and, long as it doesn't um, turn into hurrah he's clicked now let's keep him <laughs> no we don't want that so yeah so in, in response to the uh i guess the uh the title of this uh i don't know that i'm ready <laughs> for, the, <laughs> for, the, for the season yet i mean i i am but i agree with pat i think i don't think i think there's clearly at least three teams worse than us the three that you mentioned, Ped, I, I agree with. I mean, it was hilarious watching the Chef United fan on uh, on the uh, the overlap, and he yeah. just—I I, I wanted to just give him a hug. I mean, you know, he looked pretty down. Um, Luton, I think, is going to be interesting. I think Luton's going to be one of those teams. I think they're going to beat some teams they're not supposed to beat, but I just don't think they can. Ex- Although I yeah. do think the Barkley, I think Barkley is a good good. Their, their yeah, fan base will 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 uh, go into the season properly, won't they? Expecting to be relegated, but we're going to enjoy it while we're here. Yeah. Mm. Well, uh, you don't want to play them first. No, right? that's right. So, you know, yeah. like that Friday night game where Brentford um, took out Arsenal. You know, it's, it's like that sort of thing. Yeah. There's always yeah. some weird results in the first couple. But I was thinking about this too. Um, you know, Dice is always. I think. Gosh, I don't know. Pet or Pet or Bass. Somebody mentioned this, or I heard it somewhere. I can't remember, but. Um, you know, Dyche has always tried to start fast and then kind of, you know, with, with Burnley, he would start fast and then kind of hang on. That might you know? be and me, then, yeah. And, yeah, and so, again, I mean, how much of that is within his control based on the squad? And you, and you mean know. through the season, don't you? Start the season fast. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's always, you know, some some teams that know they're going to be good over the course of, of 38 games can afford to maybe drop points before the window closes and yeah. things like that. Right? City starts you know? slow traditionally yeah they? always yeah. always yeah. and then they yeah. come on but um i don't know it just i just i i always think my motto is that three points is three points you don't get more points in april and may you know the the three points today counts just as much as they do late and it's and every three points we get early it's three points we don't have to get at the end mm. so i really hope that i mean i know the crowds you know i know we're gonna be up for it and stuff like that and fulham i think is i think they're going to take a step back i don't think they're going to be in danger of relegation but um I think I don't think they're going to start as well as they did last year. I hope that's my yeah. hope anyway. Um, so anyway, but yeah, I'm ready. I mean, I, I've missed it. I mean, weekends are kind of boring, <laughs> you know, without <laughs> it. So uh, we, we get back into, you know, Everton and then NFL starts college football, you know, for us Americans that are into that. Um, so it's a, 
it's a good time of the year. So anyway, uh, you, short before, call today, before, so. before you go, John, because you, yeah, yeah, you, you probably no. don't, you don't probably don't see it, but one of the national journalists here in his predictions for who will get relegated third bottom was Fulham. Mm. So, 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 you know, your, so your observation might might not be a million miles mm. off, you know. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, there's a lot more uncertainty around Fulham this year than there was last year. I think yeah. they had that kind of feel good factor. It's always that second season syndrome, right? Yeah. It's mm, like you, course, you, yeah. you start off, you've you're, you've got that, and especially if you're a promoted team and you can get off to a good start, that can carry you a long way. Mm-hmm. And then if you can get comfortably in the mid table, I mean, Sheffield United mm-hmm. did it their first year up, right? Um, Wolves did it their first year they came out and had really good but ped you're spot on i would not want to be wolves right now no i would not want no. to be there. i mean i think i i think that they between wolves chef united luton um maybe burnley maybe yeah maybe burnley because again we we always assume oh they did so great last year but they're missing a lot of their lone players that they had last year you know they the uh, matson and the the guys from city and so they don't have the same team, and that's something I think we always kind of forget is like mm-hmm. teams teams do change, and I think yeah. we have a tendency to be a little lazy and just kind of look at last year and then say, okay, well that's going to be, you know, similar to to this season, and it never is. Yeah. It just never is. So, um, like I said, like I said last time I called in, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic um, yeah. that we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be fine and <laughs> stay that you know, way, John. I'm, yeah. Hey, you know what? I mean, uh, in my in my more, less sane moments, I think I think there's a world in which uh, Brentford and Brighton struggle with European football, mm-hmm. and they drop back, and you know maybe we can get on a run. And um, you know, it's like the old saying, you know, momentum is a funny thing. It's um, you know, it's it, what is the uh, scientific principle? Motions at rest tend to stay at rest. Emotions or objects in motion tend to stay at rest and or we, tend we, to stay in motion object. Yeah, you know what I mean. We'd have right? to ask Ned so, about that. He's our resident scientist. Well, he is so, a scientist, so, right? So, and and I mean, philosopher yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah. But he well, doesn't... I, I've, got, I've I got a music tip for, for Ned. There's a, but, there's a group called Guided by Voices, uh, which are amazing, and they have a song called I Am mm, a Scientist. So I think Ned needs to listen to that, learn it, yeah. and play it on his acoustic guitar. It's, yeah. it's an amazing There you go. So. Ned, right, the guys, next, next pre- thanks, the next, John. Next pre- cheers, John. The next like premier night. The, top, the, the, the next premier night, you have to sing that song and dedicate it to John. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, go look at it first. Depends how happy it is. If it's got a happy ratio of like plus five, Ned, don't sing it. Um, you know, because uh, John finished off with talking about you know the the bees who always get mentioned. No pun intended. Of Brentford and Brighton, mm. right? But. They're getting into that space now where they're spending 40 and 50 million pounds on players. Well, we've just and, and the pressure is different then. We just had a conversation earlier in an earlier show saying, Well, Brentford haven't got their best striker till January and are about to sell their goalkeeper. Yeah, no one's talking about that, are they? No, no, just no. some old fast starts. Well, because people assume because they run the way they run no. that they'll have plans for and both. They're so chilled out as well. They're so the Brentford managers are so chilled out about everything. Let's see what it's like if they're in the bottom three at Christmas. Well, just some old yeah. fast starts, just looking at Luton's fixtures. Oh, wait, Brighton but, uh, first game away. That's not easy, is it? Second game away, Chelsea, because their home game's cancelled. Of course, because they're not quite ready. First home game, 1st of September, West Ham Oof. at home on a Friday night. Well, that's that's not any... And you talk about momentum, you talk about starting a season well, and you talk about all, that, the, that, all that, those that's things. That's got played three, lost three, hasn't it? What's that? That's work. You that can bad? do that in a minute. Took me about 10 minutes to find the A's. Never mind. No, but no, you so- come through those and you're optimistic, aren't you? But it, but yeah. you could be played for, lost for, you know. 
So that's that's not an easy start. Forest were up and down all last season, weren't they? Well, I've you said know. this a million times. The international break for the World Cup saved, saved them. about half a dozen clubs. Yeah. I know half a dozen clubs couldn't have gone down, but you know what I mean. It gave everyone that little a reset. Wolves got a new Villa. Villa, how much Villa profited from the World Cup break? They got a new biggest benefit. We ended up getting them in Europe. That you know, it's it was unbelievable. It's something that won't happen again. Forest without that World Cup break, I think Forest would have gone. I really do. I really do. Um, so we'll see this season. We'll see. Um, yeah, so if you want to give us a call. Two excellent calls so far. Don't be scared by that. Don't be scared that the standard is so good so far. <laughs> that What you've got to think about it is I can compete with them. I can compete. Gets, I want someone who's going to come on and give me more What's science. You do? Just press a button. They press a button. That's all you need. Press a button. Have some headphones on. In your phone or your uh, your iPad or your laptop, just make sure you've got some headphones on so we can't hear everyone. I want someone to come on with some good science stuff to test Ned because he is our resident scientist. He's not our resident docu- documentary maker, but he is our re- resident scientist. Physics, not chemistry, though. Terrible. Okay, so it's just okay, physics. Atomic numbers, I'm terrible with atomic, numbers. atomic numbers. I heard your boss with atomic kittens, though. I heard you invented the atomic bomb. Ned, Ned Oppenheimer. <laughs> Uh, there is a poll as well on YouTube. Only 192 votes, which oh, is ridiculous. This? I'll do it. Would you offer a Wobie a new contract? Ooh, what that's, you saying? Based what, on what, what I've just said, you, you know. 58% saying no so far. I want everyone to vote on this. I don't want 193 people when there's 650 watching. Every It's a button. Press it. The same with the like button. 110 likes. That's, that's a disgrace. I'll be honest. You should all look at yourselves. And just look, look at yourselves and think... Should be yeah, it should be 600 likes. should be. If you don't like it, go somewhere else. Just... On, t- on Twitter, the poll? No, it's on the YouTube. Uh, well, it'll all feedback if I do that, won't it? No, it won't. It won't. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Just don't play the sound. Just don't play the... I mean, Ned has used science there by saying just don't play the sound. Yeah. <laughs> um. So where is it on, on the live show thing? Yeah, lots of people on the comments saying, Roster Luton, wow. Question for you, John. Yes, sir. Would you have had Ross Barkley? No. No. Fair play. Don't under- Baz would have had Ross Barkley. Anyone he'd have had. Oh, he didn't put the sound down. I had it said one down. thing. It's an advert, isn't it? One thing. They override it with okay. the adverts. Oh, here we go. Would you give him a contract? Lou Riddle says. I have voted. If I was Everton, I'd be making a prime style doc this season for the last year in Goodison. I know kick or live streaming, but maybe it's something they could be involved with. Um, no. Have you seen the trailer for the Manchester City documentary? No, Man City. Okay. Man City have made their own documentary. Oh, have they? So no, basically I've what Man City it. did was they got Amazon to come in. Watch how did it give it? them nine, Give Man City ten, X a million is what it is. Yeah. Watch them and then went, we can do that. They charged £2 a month for their own service. You know, stream. Thing yeah. we've talked about for years yeah, and years. Yeah, that yeah, could yeah. easily be done. And they've created, when you look at the trailer, it just looks immense. It looks immense. And it, Have they got a big media team? Yeah, they might. I don't know if they've got 115 of them, but but, but I do believe they will probably have the best of the best working for them. Documentary looks amazing. There's even bits in the documentary where, like, things aren't going right, and they've put them in there. Because it's it's a contrast, because not everything is, is nice all the time. So the thing about this, right, is you say they've done it themselves you mean they've just done it without the streamer yeah because well, they could have brought people in yeah because amazon don't do their shows do they no. they get 
you know, directors they and just hold film it, yeah. crews who are all probably pitched, pitched an idea and away they go. Yeah. I, I think you're right about the Everton thing, though. If, if Everton were cautious about doing a thing with an Amazon mm. or a Netflix or whoever, yeah. then do it yourself. Do it yourself. Um, and I think they have, they have produced lots of content, haven't they, around the stadium that no one's ever seen. Yeah, but it's not it's not to that standard. But, but I think though, the boldness it? in the city thing is if the well they're dropping an episode every month or something or every week or every week well, every I week. Um, and is it this season? It's from last season. So it's last season. So they've got all the content and then they're dropping it. Yeah. And if they've been bold enough to warts and all, that's what really gets people to buy of in, it isn't does, it? Because yeah? it, it... Oh, who's playing that music? Oh, sorry. Um, even though it turns out to be an amazing season, you've got to have the ups and downs, haven't you? You've got to have those moments. You've got it's not to... real otherwise. Exactly. You yeah. can't be scared. I mean, imagine evidence if there's no ups and downs. Just it just be uh, it just be like a beep all the way through. <laughs> you've got to have the highs and the lows, haven't you? Of whatever happens, you've got to show all the warts and all. Especially and when people say, "Well, you can control the edit." You can control the edit yourself, point. but you control it to the point of like making sure. So the prime example of that would be would. From the Delhi situation, the Delhi and, and Marino, yeah, yeah, you've got to show the both sides. You've got to show both sides, but you've got to show both sides. You've got to have the manager having the meeting with them, going, "You're lazy," and then you've got to have them apologising. That's the real balance, I think, not just one side. Absolutely, of it. but Everton, Everton could do that. Everton could bring someone in. Everton people may approach Everton and ask them to do it, if only. John Blaine, um, there's at least two groups, isn't there, right now that we're aware of who want to do stuff about Everton. And, and obviously, they'll need to speak to yeah. Everton to, to to make that happen, uh, depending on the perspective. You've, but yeah, look at the look at the Wrexham one, the Wrexham one. Because forget about the Man City one, by the way. I just mentioned that the Wrexham one's the one everyone cares about. The Wrexham one, which comes back next month, is propelled that football club. Forget about Ryan Reynolds and you know Rob McKennelly. They, that's what I've just said. They are part of it. New teeth. Right. They are part of it, of course. They've allowed the story to unfold in a way that I was actually talking about. This. If me and you had bought Wrexham, do you think it, they'd have had the same reaction? No, no. So it is about them, no, isn't no, it? No, no. What I'm saying is, though, is they have given the, pla- the, the, the show a platform that the show wouldn't just work if it was about them going. I was actually speaking to someone on Saturday about this. Is this when you're in the press box? Yeah. And what I was saying You've was... You've not mentioned you were in the press box. I haven't. I haven't mentioned <laughs> Anyway. What I was saying was, the most important episode of that whole thing is the one where they have, where they show about the hooliganism. Because what that did was basically say, we've got a problem here. And actually, we've got a chance of fixing it by embarrassing all the hooligans mm. that, are, uh, that are here. And what we're going to say is, Wrexham as a football club does want to be a global brand. There's no room for you, and we're going to show... Th- How easy would it have been for those two in their first couple of seasons to go, oh, don't mention the hooligans, oh, no, that'll make our brand terrible. What they were saying is, we want our brand to last forever, let's get rid of them now, in the early days. Mm-hmm. And I also think that, for a lot of people watching who, who understand football, and have been watching football for years, certainly for me, I went, that's brilliant, that. Because mm-hmm. they didn't Disney-fy it, they it didn't is. make it all about Hollywood. They showed a lad who was a hooligan... And actually, they dealt with it, and they embarrassed. They must have embarrassed a lot. I know his missus left him. I know that for a fact. But 
they embarrassed them hmm. and i thought that was amazing and that gives you that sense of these know what they're doing because they weren't in the documentary two minutes either no. they let the stories about the lad who owns the pub yeah. and the lad who had his kids and then they come along every now and again to remind you yeah. that we're here yeah but that's a brilliant way out to do it and they did it from day one they caught it all they've made paul mullen a star around Superstar, the, yeah, the lad yeah. from Liddleland. Yeah. they've made them a star superstar you know i've seen a thing that's set today men and blazers they've put a picture up and it's side by side with messi and it said who'd have who'd have ever thought paul mullen would travel in first class and messi would travel in economy and it's stuff like that where you just go that's amazing mm-hmm. that's um that's you know they went over there and they sold out and they played teams and obviously chelsea didn't play their best team and man united played the second team and but they give it they allowed fans and when people people are so interested in the story they were live last night on sky but people are captured because they've been what i always do it i'll watch a documentary and this is why i'm not watching the newcastle one because i root for them you're watching it going i want these to do well so that's why i'm not watching the newcastle one is you want them to do well afterwards whether it's i love all sports documentaries i've watched the other night I watched the Mark Cavendish one and I watched the Stephen Curry one back to back. Oh, I watched uh, Cavendish last night. And yeah. all you want for them is good things afterwards, even though there's moments where they're not necessarily nice. Did you know or... the end of the Cavendish one? I mean, what would happen with his, if you call it, striving for the, to get level with Eddie I knew he, I knew he got level with Eddie yeah. Mix, but there's other stuff I didn't know. The dark stuff I had no idea about. No one does, do they? No, I didn't know it got that dark. The Stephen Curry one I watched and I didn't know about the team, the college he played for, and how far it got in the, um, in the, in the, in March Madness. Mm. I had no, so it's all, it's all mm. a surprise. It's all a shock to you. Mm. You know, me and Baz have watched, uh, we watched the one on, um, uh, who was, who was it on? The one we watched in Holland. What? Feyenoord. And you're suddenly rooting for them, and you're mm-hmm. like, wonder how they're getting on now, and, uh, Everton, Everton, I've got the story of stories. We and, are a content-rich zone. Me, we, we we are never short. The of content. number of worldwide Everton fans would probably bloody double yeah. on the back of a well produced yeah. behind the scenes exactly. thing, and just being bold enough to do it. Yeah. Well, also, a challenge. I when I, I was doing something the other week in the overlap studios, and you know, Baz was there this week. And it's like you're talking to the fans and like, oh, struggling, struggling. And we're like, we do three live shows a day. We never struggle for Everton. Content. There's yeah. always something to talk yeah. about. So Everton, Everton should 100% do that, 100%. Here's and it'd be, you know, I don't know whether it'll be this season, but even imagine next season and we move into the stadium halfway through and you've got that crossover and you've got all the emotions of leaving Goodison mm. and then all the emotions that of... alone is a story. Of course it is, yeah. Just, just the, the moving from Goodison, the leaving mm. of Goodison, you can hear the song now, yeah? yeah. Um, that's what grieves me. Mm. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. there's probably room for multiple behind-the-scenes things. Yeah, you know the the very typical ones that you talked about, like the city one and stuff like mm-hmm. that, which is fundamentally about the sporting side and following mm-hmm. managers and coaches and what have you. And then there's probably a much better and more interesting one, which is about following fans, isn't yeah. it? And then it's because the event of moving from Goodison Park to the Everton Stadium, whether it has a name then or not, the real emotion around that is amongst us lot, isn't it? Yeah. Fans, yeah. it really and, is. And of course, so. When you're watching the stuff, a lot of it is 12 months later. It is after that player's left or or you've said that thing, but it's all calmed down. So we're watching it in real time going, oh, my God, he said that. You know, there's a thing, I think, in the Newcastle one where they're talking about uh, using a quote, I think, from Ten Hag and using it as inspiration. But 
that was last year, and it's all be it'll all be forgotten about now. It's yeah. but in terms of watching a documentary, you know, so is that Newcastle one out? Is it Amazon? I think next year I'm not. I'm it's not. out, is it? No, I saw the trailer, and it looked staged to me. I'm not in, in the cab talking about Gordon, and yeah. you know, let us play who blinks first or whatever yeah. it was. Let us, you know. I might watch the Burnley one, but I'm not watching yeah. that one. Uh, we've got Brian on the line. Hello, Brian. People. Oh, it's Swedish Brian on the line. Yes, two yeah, one yeah, yeah. yeah. to Europe. <laughs> yeah. Are we the right? Is it the Ryder Cup now? Is that yeah, what we're yeah, playing? We're playing yeah. the Ryder Cup. The Americans need to get there. Yeah. Go on, Brian. Yeah. Hi, Brian. Well, <coughs> excuse me. Are you ready, Brian? I've just made a cup of tea. <laughs> I've just made a cup of tea. We're, we're, we're only live. We're only live. We're only live around the world, Brian. But you have your cup of tea. <laughs> Go on, mate. Well. Priorities, isn't it? Well, you yeah. have to feel good. You have to be right. Go on, go like on. Like a football team, you know, you have to be right on the day. So here we are. Transfer window. Um, scraping the bottle of the barrel looking for all the freebies. And it's just basically a case. Uh, it mirrors how the club's been run for the last few years. So my question is, um, it's a difficult one because it's all it's still speculation. With the supposed... Um, incoming money investments into the club how long will it take to get a new board up and running because uh, the only reason we're going to survive the Premier League this season not because we're good enough it's just because there have been maybe four teams who are worse than us and that is the only reason normally we'd be out there'd be no question about it with this squad but um, I do think we might just scrape it again because we are unable to react to the uh, the transfer window, quite mm. simply. That's definitely a John Blaine question. Go on, John. Well, we've got a new board already. Yeah, which has been up and running for a while. Yeah, you know this is the one with Spellman on it and Mashiri on it and and Colin Chong and James. Yeah, and obviously the continuity man in Mister Kenwright. Yeah, mm. um, I guess you mean Brian. You know, MSPs nominees joining the board. Exactly, because the board is just a temporary board we have at the moment. Mm, oh, temporary is a funny word. It's an interim board. Yeah. It is. Well, it's, it's, it's um, laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, the, the interesting thing about the use of the word interim is that, you know, interim between here and there, right? Um, and so the question then becomes, how many of the board will change? Now, if you look at the people who've been put in place from a day-to-day -day perspective, then fundamentally you've got the chief exec and the finance guy. They are definitely temporary. Mm. They have to be because neither of them have got the background to sustain the roles that they're in. Notwithstanding, if you stay in these roles long enough, maybe you grow into them. So you, so you might say, and, and I think I've said on the channel before now, that um, if, if, if I'm MSP, then I want to have the main person on the board, and we'll come to that in a second, and I want the finance or the commercial guy. Well, there's no commercial guy on the board at the moment. So we just look at replacing like with like, then MSP should be able to decide in return for their small eye investment, because it's a loan at the start, um, then they will have great influence over who the finance director is and great influence who the leader of the board is. And of course, what we all expect, because it's the right thing, is that the leader of the board will be the person who replaces Bill Kenwright. Mm. And Bill can go and have a well-earned retirement somewhere uh, and just focus on watching football rather than being involved in it per se. 
Um, and that can be done as soon as a deal's done because if I'm Farhad Mashiri, I, I want to fundamentally interview people who are going to go onto the board of the business that I still control. And the claim, of course, from MSP during the sales process, if you want to call it that, must be that we can add value to your board by bringing better quality, more experienced people in these particular areas uh, and joining the company and being there all day, every day, i.e. executive board members who are actually going to be accountable for making things happen. And that's a matter of them concluding the agreement. And uh, the agreement, I think, in broad terms has been agreed for a while. So if you start to, to seek to second guess why it hasn't been announced yet, I'm guessing, I'll just say it that way, that it hasn't been announced yet because the negotiations are mostly done, but not completely, because Farhad is doing what Farhad should do from his perspective, seeking to control what the percentage of the business MSP get for a certain amount of money, or if the percentage is going to stay the same, get more money. And as we all know, that money is intended to be um, go against the stadium. And maybe he, he's thinking, I know how much I need for the stadium. The number I've got is already that. So any above that, hopefully, could be used in strengthening the squad or indirectly strengthen the squad by reducing the size of debt that we will have on the stadium itself. Because when the investment converts to equity, we expect the loan to go away and therefore we'll be in a better place. Um, but the answer to your question is as quickly as the two parties sign a piece of paper, hmm. you know, uh, if they concluded the deal today, we'd expect an announcement whenever they think it's the right time. And it wouldn't be a couple of days, or maybe it might be actually a couple of days before a game. Depends whether you think it's going to lift people or not. But um, you would hope that the uh, nominees are standing ready and, and that they are people who Farhad as the controlling uh, director, if you will, or owner shareholder, whatever, um, has confidence, makes it makes it better. And and you would expect, or I would if I was there, I would add those two people to the board straight away and then do some form of transition from, from those people who are perceived to be temporary, uh, to use your words, which would obviously be Colin and or James. Mm. Does that make sense, Bri? Naturally. Oh, good. Um, that pregnant pause was really good. Yeah. <laughs> but but I do um, think, by the way, Brian... See, people... I, uh, what, I'm into, what I'm into, basically, is that the this deal has been on the table for a long time now, and it's gone very quiet, as you'd expect before announcement. Things get finalised. You said ongoing negotiations. People already appointed in silence. Like they already picked your team, if you want to put it that way. Um, but my question was a question of time scale uh, at how long it will become would take before it becomes effective because although the basic plans on for example recruitment would have already been laid and, and followed through even towards the, the next window in January um, once September once this window is closed the plan will ultimately start for the next one and of course the, the board then needs to be in place in order to be able to, to form structure to see that everything can, uh, the, man, the club can do what they wish to do after the manager's wishes. Uh, the other side of the business, like the, the, the again, all the sponsors and uh, marketing and selling products and all that kind of stuff, that comes too. But the priority at the moment is, of course, getting the squad up to a decent standard. Uh, 
and being able to get away from this bargain basement and looking for freebies position which we're in now. So my question is basically a, a basic uh, approximate time scale. Okay. Of how long it could well, possibly take? Let me just let me just throw something in here. So last week we saw there was a there was a change to the uh, business house. Does that mean anything? I think it was last yeah, Friday. It was, just, it was just tidying up the Articles of Association. So what does stadium. that mean? Because a lot of people believe that that There's meant... nothing in it other than it, some some changes were made back in June. Okay. The Articles of Association of Stadium Development Company. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And those changes were fundamentally allowing where we've used shareholdings in the Stadium Development Company as surety against, you know, the debt, i.e. the loan. Yeah. That if you're transferring those shares, then usually... Um, because it's it's been cascaded down from the football club, the, the board sign off on share transfers. Mm. Yeah, so you can't even though you own the share. I own shares in Everton Football Club. Technically, if I sell them to you, the the club has to approve yeah. that they've gone to you. And it was re removing that, if you will, override that the board has, in the sense that if I'm MSP mm. or a financial institution which is the examples it uses, and I want to transfer these shares to a different financial institution, for example, so that the surety goes that way, then I can, whether the, the board likes it or not. But that was about the stadium development company. Now, you can, you can go all speculative about what's the vehicle and the reasoning for that, but as we know that the investment from MSP, and sorry to blow your candle out, Brian, it's not about making the squad better, yeah? Therefore, the answer to your question maybe you'll bugger off, I don't know, I hope not, um, is that it will take a long time before the changing in the board results in, you know, um, more freedom to strengthen the squad because fundamentally the underpinning performance of the business just isn't good enough, okay, from a financial point of view. But the stadium development thing clearly moves towards a view that it will be the stadium development company that fundamentally owns the stadium, right? Uh, and therefore the asset will be in there and then the debt against the asset will also be in there because that's helping getting it built in the first place but the exciting part for me having done a blog on this six or seven years ago is it probably also provides the opportunity to sell shares in said stadium development company to anyone who wants to buy them like me you mm. whoever and generate income as long as the football club keeps a controlling interest in the stadium development company then we still own the stadium mm. as a club but that's what that was about. And there was nothing exciting in it at all. Okay. But it is, again, a, a soft indicator that things are progressing, yeah. which is what people want to hear. But Brian's question is really, and it's not really about getting the board up and running. It's about how long does it take them to make a difference that results in us having more freedom yeah, yeah. to invest in the squad. And the answer is, mate, in footballing terms, a long time. Yeah? Like a year or more. And that's being very optimistic, yeah? So it's not going to help us this year, unless, of course, they did do something like generate a huge sum of money from allowing investment in the stadium, diluting down the 100% shareholding the club have at the moment, and then using those funds to spend money. But that's not going to happen in the next three or four weeks. Yeah. So, um, so I think the, the trick here is to get people on the board who have um, more appropriate experience and skills, and lever those over a period of time. So if you want to call us being, I think Alan Myers used the phrase, a period of austerity, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. And, and Alan's spot on. We're in austerity now, and we're likely to stay in it for quite a while, I would think. Otherwise, we run the risk of doing what we've done before, which is living beyond our means, 
yeah, uh, and and just getting back into all those FFP and cash flow challenges. Um, and at the next major event, I think, which will indicate to us how much money the club may have to spend is when they start telling us how much those season tickets at the Everton Stadium are going to be. Because that has been the promise for years that we're all going to go to the next level because of the new stadium. Well, that next level is only can only be about money and that money can only be about how much to get through the gates and if they can get naming rights, that sort of thing. And of course, the attraction of sponsors to being associated with a, a, another third new stadium in, in the city built by our football club. Yeah. So a long time, mate. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for talking to my question out there, but putting it quite succinctly. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. Has your tea gone cold? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's still it's fine. It's, it's, fine. it's still warm. It's still warm. You got to know I'll keep your tea warm in yeah, Sweden, haven't you? That's why you thing. should be sponsored. It's, it's actually in a, a blue and white mug with a, a certain motif on it, so it's yeah. it's fine. It's not uh, one of these, then. No. You get shares in that company, <laughs> me and you, John. Yeah. Nice one, nice one, Brian. Anything Cheers, else to Brian. add? All right, take care now. Cheers, mate. Well, uh, Go on. Pad, did Go you on. get my message last week? I did. On, uh... I did. I think I hearted it to say I'd got it. Okay. Cheers, mate. I just wonder if you had two. I mean, I only need, I'd like to take two minutes if we got before okay. I go. You on, just deal with your personal matters. Will okay, mate. Okay. Cheers, mate. All right. All right. See, see you later. Shut up. Tell me. Cheers, mate. Take you. care. Uh, there you go. Um, so while we're waiting for the the North American caller to equalise, yeah. yeah. Where are you at, MSP? Are you expecting MSP suddenly to wave a wand and everything's going to be wonderful? No, John. No. You know me by now, mate. I don't. Because, think... because the narrative has been allowed to project that when this deal's done, everything's going to be yeah, better. The problem is, John, and, and this is, I, I do have, I, listen, I do understand the football club can't talk about this. As far as MSP are concerned, they don't exist to Everton Football Club, do That's they? That's right. They just don't exist. You can't, it's a, it's a, it could, it's and like it's a dialogue between them and Farhad. It's, it's a, yeah. it's a, it's, it's like a football player signing a football player. You, you, you have to wait till the, till Mister. I want to see Mister MSP standing next to a tree with a scarf wearing a shirt. You know that's that's what Everton will be thinking, Monty. So, no, I listen. I, I understand that. How I think sometimes we are very we're very fortunate because we live with understanding maybe what's going on and, and what's not going on and when things are nonsense. But there's a lot of people out there that rely on information and it's when we don't maybe have the information that we can give them or we try and explain it to them. It's hard, isn't it? You know, it's hard to get across what it is. It's hard to even explain what is actually happening. You know, MSP aren't coming in and buying Everton football club. Everton, uh, MSP aren't even coming in and buying shares in Everton. No. They are leveraging the debt that could eventually turn into shares or, or the agreement will yeah. allow for that absolutely. exactly yeah. yeah so it's very complicated all people want to hear is here's a load of money can we go and buy some players with it no that ain't happening is it that's what's, not the intention now no what's going to happen is we are going to get some money and we are going to finish off our stadium now because of that that might take pressure off the football club and farad Mashiri, and therefore Money might miraculously appear to buy players. Maybe I can't say that's conf that, that's a. Well, definite. you can in some respects because if what is expected to be a loan is converted into equity, mm. that means that's a loan that doesn't have to be paid back. Yeah, we know that was initially 
if you look at Securities Commission in the States, it's what, about 130 million quid, isn't it? If all that goes against the stadium, that's 130 million pounds that won't attract mm. debt, yeah. interest payments yeah. when we're in the new stadium. Yeah. You know? And I think part of the reason it's dragging is because Farhad's a hard nosed negotiator and he's trying to squeeze the pips. Mm. And, and if MSP are still round the table, that's good because they're not flyby nights. They're playing the long game. And the yeah. long game is that this club is undervalued at the moment. And with better experience and expertise and decision making at board level, yeah. it will become more valuable. And it will become more valuable because it generates more income. And it will generate more income because it wins more football matches. Hooray. Let me ask you one question about that so, then. Right. Is, is this like the only chance he's got to, to put a value on those shares in terms of like if he sells to MSP, not not sell, sorry, if he put if he puts a price and that price then becomes the, the cost of those 25% hey, shares, yeah. does that have to become the, the value then in... It's one way of valuing the club, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the rumour, and it is just rumour, and, and I'm sure it might move around a little bit, but be give or take. Um, if the rumour is that they are going to invest, we'll keep calling it invest, mm. even though we know the vehicles are loaned first and stuff like that. But if they're investing 130 million quid and if they're going to get a 25% shareholding in the football club, the f football club right now is worth 520 million quid. Because apparently 25% mm. of the shares have changed hands, yeah. yeah, or the equivalent thereof, for 130 million quid. Therefore, it's worth 520. Mm. By any objective measure of the football club's worth right now, it's substantially less than that. Mm substantially less than that now when that happens in business terms you're effectively getting into a position where msp are paying for something that's intangible mm. because when you look at all the numbers and make it up it's worth let's make it half just so that people know it's just an illustration let's say it's, all the objective numbers say it's worth 260 so why are you paying the equivalent to 520 then yeah because there's something intangible and that's mm. often called goodwill yeah. right you know that there's more value than you can measure and we, in fact, we do that when we talk about footballers, you know, yeah. Opta do the objective stuff. Alex Awobi has lots of assists and does this, that and the other. And our eyes see something not quite the same. In business terms, that's goodwill, right? Yeah. And the goodwill says it's worth more. And that comes about through a negotiation, just like it does with players. You know, a, a player we buy isn't worth 30 million quid. It's just that we paid 30 yeah. million quid for him. Yeah. And that's it. And, and that's what these guys are doing. They are buying into this football club because they think that the equivalent of 520, they'll make money on it. Yeah. And of course they will because you run this goddamn football club properly and it must be worth over a billion. But the way the market's going and therefore they double their money, don't There's they? There's a million things, isn't it? There's a million reasons why oh, it could totally. be better. There's and that stadium is a game changer in that context alone because how can a business be worth... 520 when it's got a stadium that costs 760. Everton were very bullish last week, weren't they, when they came out and said, like, um, Richard Kenyon done a piece and he said, well, we're still... That's the first piece that's been out, like, forever, isn't it? That yeah, you yeah. could say, oh, this it's is the first one good, since, actually. It's yeah. the first one since last December when we were told things were coming and they never that, came. The, and all the previous chief exec, And other yeah. things came instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, but they were quite bullish and they were saying, well, all the deals we do are the best of the rest. The kit deal, the sponsorship deal, the sleeve, everything's best of the rest. So in other words, we're doing the best we can. And I and I appreciate that in a way. I mean, I understand that. But it's how like you always say, it's how you do it, isn't it? I mean, there's no point in having a good kit deal if you can't buy the training gear in the shop. It's do you know what I mean? It's like Well well, it's interesting because one person's best of the rest is well done. The other person and I'll I'll 
put myself as that person. The best of the rest is, oh, so that's your metric. Yeah. As long as we've got the seventh highest deal, we go, we're happy. Yeah. The reality is in any business, you have to look at not what did we achieve, what could we or should we have achieved? And perhaps more importantly, what did we need to achieve? Yeah. And then why didn't we? Because yeah. I've no doubt that everyone who's been selling sponsorship forever and since the Farhad Mashiri walked through the door have had a bigger challenge than they did before. Mm. Because, of course, people, even when the lag in it hitting us on FFP and the like, and we've still got that commission to take place in October, yeah, um, people would go but you're not well run are you no mm. one knows what your policies or your strategies are you keep changing your managers how can we align with you all those sorts of things yeah. so our commercial people have had a really hard time if they still despite all that despite it all we're the best of the rest mm. there's your opportunity yeah yeah there's your opportunity surely if we were run better surely if our brand was more consistent surely we didn't have headlock gates surely if the board were persistent and didn't get all walk out the door together blah 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 the value would be higher no one wants to see the name of their sponsor on the name on the front of a shirt on the back of the mail saying something negative do they no absolutely not you know no. that all comes into people forget stuff like that ned stop putting stuff in the bin is that what that noise <laughs> that's was? what that noise is all oh, right <laughs> um but uh, uh yeah it will because it can't be worse no it can't yeah. be worse and obviously they hopefully well, they'll it, be, it be the same some then. people they put people in who who understand saying how to get the most out of the stadiums you know mm. after visiting stadiums in america after visiting stadiums i can like, tell you how to get more out of the stadium put all the ticket prices up oh yeah no, of course. Oh, but, you give, but you got to give. That's why. No, it's, no, what I always feel like Everton are scared of doing. I always feel like Everton are scared of giving people choice. They give them. They're scared of giving people choice, whether it be going the game. It's whether they're scared of giving people choice in the club shop. Hmm? They go, "This is the gear we've got for you this year. Here it is. Buy it all. Don't worry about it." Instead of going, "Do you know what? We've got this set of gear over here, but we've also got this set of gear over here." Like you watch some of the, the teams who are in the Champions League and they bring out like four or five different ranges of uh, training gear during the year. Oh, this is to celebrate this thing and this is to celebrate mm. that year or this is our Champions League. If only year. we had a rich history that you could leave. Well, that's it, isn't it? It's like, you know, uh, you know where, why not? You, there's stuff that... Everton, Short run stuff. Everton fans are go, I'll buy that. I'll buy that instead of buying that. You know, I've already got this training gear. Well, I haven't because it's not on sale. Um, unless you go to JD, nice one. Um, but it is there's an op there's opportunities. I think what was refreshing actually when me and Baz went to the live buildings and you've done it as well when they were like we're not we're unapologetic about all these different things we're offering because it's a new stadium and if we've got a seat that costs what was the couch? Well, how much was like the couch seat? The lazy oh, boy, ridiculous fifty k is it something for the season? So, whatever. And they were like, well, we'll offer yeah. that because someone will buy it and they're all sold yeah. out. And that's the that's the way you should feel, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. We've got seats over there for you regular people. Like if you get on a plane, you know, you can go in first class if you want to. You can sit in economy. You know if you're going in economy, your legs are going to be cramped. Well, that's just, that's that's fine. That's where I'll sit there because I'll use any extra money I've got when I get to my holiday and have a boss time. I don't have that luxury, but that's fine. I know how I'm getting there. You've got to give people choice. I, don't, I think this club has been embarrassed at times to do that. Embarrassed to say, yeah, there is a, there is a but, but for thing. You know, off camera over there, Baz rightly said, but people don't want that when I talked about oh, ticket the prices, prices. yeah. But going by your logic there, and, th and this is where you do have a sensitivity around mm. what are you about, you know, whether you like the People's Club as a phrase or not, are you like that? Mm. And I think whilst Bill Kenwright 
as the chair, he would always think about affordability and yeah. those sorts of things. And the consequences of that is we have less money to spend on players. Yeah. If you've got a, a dynamic or a confidence, as you say, I've brought people in who know how to squeeze every single penny out of a stadium, who say, trust me, if you make the cheapest season ticket £2,000, you will still sell them all, <laughs> right? If you do this, 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 and this, then there's going to be lots and lots of proper Everton fans who can't afford to go anymore. Mm. And if you do that, but you start winning things, is yeah. it worthwhile? Mm. And the trick is, how can you do both? Well, it, okay. And the thing that will give you flexibility is a goddamn stadium that I had a capacity. Well, exactly. So you're back to living with the decisions that have been made in the past. You don't yeah. Manchester City. You don't need and Spurs don't need a tunnel club, but they have one. Yeah. And people pay for it, and yeah. they go. Because there's people out there who've got it's the part money. of the brand value as well. Exactly, of being the top. Well, it's clubs. a luxury, and I'm quite like when me and Baz went. What I really enjoyed about that is the idea of if you want to take one of these, um, you know, if you want to go and corporate, you're not locked in for the season. You know, we you all are. like nice. Oh, you are. No, but you know what I mean. <laughs> you're locked what, in for three seasons. What I mean is, is that there was somewhere you could just get like a one-off package, wasn't there? Like a and different things, and it's like so there's that idea that we all like nice. We might be able to all afford nice things all the time, but there's there's. There's opportunities. I, I think the thing that Everton have done, and, and I've been around as well, and, it, and it's really very impressive, and the people who pitch it do it really well, yeah, is is your example. I don't know whether they call it corporate, whatever they call it. But is if you're at Goodison Park, for example, and you're in the 1878, it's fundamentally saying the restaurant that you eat your meal in is actually what defines, mm. and then you go and sit in the main stand. Yeah. yeah. What they, they're saying here is actually where you sit in which stand and which fancy seat you do or don't have, and there's a range of seats and all that sort of stuff. That defines your class in quotes. Yeah. yeah? But actually, that particular one has got five restaurants attached to it. That one's got three, that one's got what, and so on. And, and the freedom to move between the restaurants mm. through the season and not necessarily eat in the same place every every home game. That's something you just can't do at Goodison because they don't have that many, do they? Um, but ultimately, you've got to make a big commitment, and the commitment is a season ticket for three years. Yeah. So if, if hospitality are committing for that, and I know lots of them are businesses, mm. would you buy a three-year three year season ticket? Uh, are you planning on changing which club you support? You know? No, I think, no, no. yeah. So, so, and I've said to people who are still there now, people like Richard and what have you, you, you offer me a five-year season mm. ticket, I'll sign now. Yeah, I ain't planning on going to support mm. another team. Yeah. If you can then leave a that you know for sure you've got 35 or whatever, 42,000 in a new stadium maybe, yeah. 40,000, 42,000 season ticket holders who have all committed to remain season ticket holders for the next three years, yeah. you know what your cash flow is. Yeah, yeah. You know, and as long as you have some boundaries about how much they can put the price up, so you don't price mm. pull people out and so on. And 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 then if people want to pay in advance, you know, if if the season ticket's a thousand quid and you can afford to hand over the three grand right now, you get a little bit of a discount and mm. they can spend that on play and so on and so on and so yeah. forth. So it's all like what might be perceived either in football or, or indeed at Everton Football Club as commercial innovation, which is actually bog standard stuff for every other bloody industry in the world. Yeah. So so do it. So MSP don't need some secret source. No. They just need the authority to do what everyone else does already. Yeah. There you go. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, Chimiti is medical. Apparently, it was today. Unfortunately, uh, he, yeah, there's no but there, is there? Apparently, he flew in 24 hours later than he was supposed to get here. Okay. So, it, so 
Will it be done for Saturday? We don't know. It's got to be registered Friday, 12 o'clock. Midday tomorrow? No, Thursday must be. No, it's Friday. Oh, it's the day Friday? before. Okay. It's the day before. It's always the day before your game. So anyone who's Regardless of the fact that the league starts on Yeah, Friday. but they've got to be registered by tomorrow. If That's the one I was probably game. thinking about. Um, yeah. Uh, the... But everything else is done. Please. Oh, yeah. Stephen oh, Curry documentaries on Apple. Yeah. That's right, because when, when you were telling me which ones to watch, I'm thinking he's picking one from his streaming service. <laughs> Watch the Cavendish one if you can. That's oh, really Cavendish good. One the really Air good. one's good, which is Air a drama. That's yeah. a drama with Ma- yeah. Ma- Matt um, Dingy. What's his name? Matt Damon and Matt ben Damon and, and Bateman. And yeah, and people like yeah, that. Brilliant. Um, but that's that's quite a good drama. Yeah, that's quite good like that because it's it's giving you the information as you go along, isn't it? You no, know the ten thingies from from um, from Nike that they the culture of the business. The ten rules. Yeah. Yeah, the ten rules. I was shocked because I've never seen them before. Yeah. Not shocked, it negatively, positively, because some of the things I've lived and breathed by in my professional career and I've bought buzzed to bit on the sofa, mm. you know, about doing the right thing and all that sort of stuff. They're in there, aren't they? Yeah. And they built this massive firm from just being bold, being decisive. And, and number 10, and everyone should resonate with this, particularly our yeah. football club, do the right thing and money will just come automatically. Yeah. That was number 10 yeah, of yeah. their 10 rules. And they probably mm-hmm. still follow them yeah fab, fab. no it's, it's really really good uh yeah there is talk of a visa as well for Chimisi, which will be part of it but i'm just saying the medical was was today whether it gets done by friday we'll have to wait and see if it doesn't it doesn't that's just life isn't it that's just that's just the way it is um let's have a look anymore here I th- i'm assuming we would know by now if he was likely to get one or not <laughs> a visa i mean well visas are I don't... Where permits we're talking about, really. Yeah, they're different now, aren't they? Because obviously he would have got one automatically because he would have been because of the EU. Yeah. But they are quite lenient now because they know they have to be lenient. They have to be. If they want footballers to come into this country without any hassle, they're just... Mm. They're not going to... There's not like the stipulations that used to be of you, obviously, for non-EU players, which was you have to have so many games. He's from an EU country, so that'll make it quite easy. Uh, and I know in other countries now they're starting to relax the same for us. I know in Italy, if you're British, you get one. If you the same as if you were an EU player, oh, they've okay. basically they've cool. decided what what is the okay. point? What is the point yeah, of sport? Yeah. What's the point in starting to mess around with it? True. Um, so there you go. Uh, let me just have a look. A few more comments. Uh, Hudson Adoy, he's going to Fulham, isn't he? I believe. Yeah, that was he's the going day, to Fulham. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Max Adams, who we've been who we were linked with a couple of years ago, he's going to Bournemouth. This Leeds move to Leeds has been hijacked by them, so he's back in the Premier League. Oh, the one who made the wrong decision, eh? Well, he stayed, didn't he? he stayed at stayed at Norwich, so mm. I don't think Everton were ever massive. I was never really that impressed no, by I, him. I must admit, I, I never lost any. I was never really it. that impro- impressed yeah. with him. So, um, yeah. Just trying to see if there's anything else. No more calls. You're at no, win 2-1. No, we're one. finishing. No, we're finishing. No. You're at win 2-1. Yeah, so... Yeah, so... Um, if you are over on Toffee TV Premier, we are doing the... Do- we'll be putting the documentary out from last season. That'll be going up tonight. Uh, YouTube, the match preview press box with me and Joe Thomas will be available later on. Uh, what else? And the... Season preview, me and Baz's season preview. Okay. And there's a, there's a new show as well coming out, which is like uh, fantasy football. If you're into fantasy football, that'll be on Toffee TV Premier. It'll be on YouTube tomorrow. So that'll be helping you with your picks and why you should be picking Everton players. 
which ones to pick yeah, out. Which ones to pick? <laughs> I mean, because yeah. I don't have red shag players, do you? Oh, you don't know do it, do you? Yeah. It's too much hassle. Yeah. There you go. So, can't, you can't win the league because if you don't have red shag players, but I don't care. Yeah. Well, you've, yeah, that's it's. I, I can't be bothered keeping up with it. It's always very, very difficult to keep up with it. Um, but some people love it. Some people absolutely love it's like it. Like New Year's resolutions, we all do it at the beginning, and then the ones who win it are the ones who stick with it all through I the season. I never do New Year's resolutions. I just nonsense again, nonsense. Moving into one year to another never inspired me to do anything. Um, we should get a trophy though for the people who win our league. I'll sort that out. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'll, I'll let Ned design it. Yeah. Because you never really won it, Ned. And that's hard. I you never really won it. Twenty points. Nah, you never won it, Ned. But it didn't count because I won. You never won it, Ned. Yeah. All the people in the room said you didn't win it. No. Everyone knows you never won it. Are you in the fantasy league? Have you got a team for that? Nah, it's, well, too, I, it's, I, it's too easy for me. Yeah, it's too <laughs> you pick a team, mate. It's no fun. Me, me, words, me against you. It's not real competition. It's not real it's competition. Because of my you're, manager you're knowledge. You're a wuss. Knowledge. You're scared. Yeah. No, there I'm you go. You're a wuss. Scared for everyone else. You get to see. Scared for everybody else. You get to see the show before everybody else, and you still won't play the game. Because it's too easy for me. Yeah, well then, right. put your money where your mouth is and play it. Then you'll have. I you, tell you what, I'm gonna I'm gonna make an executive decision. If you win it, you get a rise. Wow, that's unfair on you guys. Because I'll win it easy. Go on then. But you won't rise. Give me the rise now and save everyone the. Heart if we did take. a poll, you get a rise. No one would be with you. You get mate. a rise if you win it. He's picked his phone up. Is that, is that his way of just ignoring you? You get a join, rise. I want to join the league right now. Oh, Wait, well go. done, that there man. You go. How do we build it? Yeah, it's, it's the Premier Fantasy yeah. League you have to do. Yeah. You've got to win it. You've got to win it. It is mad how, how easy it is for Ned. Yeah, I don't everything's so easy for him. You get a rise. I'll just pick the best players. Um, if you don't win it, you get a deduction of your pay. There you go, right? We'll be back tomorrow <laughs> at... Uh, what time are we doing tomorrow? Because he's doing his... Should we do the transfer show at one? What? Because he's got his press conference. Has he definitely got his... Joe said it's tomorrow. Right, we'll be live tomorrow at 1. We'll see you later. Bye.